If you're interested in small business, you're going to want to subscribe to the Small Business Showcase by Kaizentree. We meet with small business owners every week to discuss lessons that you can apply in your own journey. Learn from their failures, successes, and stories to discover how to build a life doing what you love. For those of you who already have a small business, be sure to check out kaizentree.com, an online platform that helps manage your inventory, sales channels, customer relationships, and more. Hello and welcome to the Small Business Showcase. My name is Emily and it's great to have you here. Our guest today is Linda Aitken from Young Squad, an Australian swimmer brand. How are you today, Linda? I'm good, Emily. How are you? I'm fantastic. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do at Young Squad? So Young Squad is a swimwear and leisurewear brand and we're based here in Australia. I'm a sole trader, so really what you see is it's me doing everything pretty much behind the scenes, although I do have some very highly skilled seamstresses that do all my sewing for me, but otherwise I do... (laughs) pretty much all of the rest of it myself. My brand focuses largely on inclusivity, you know, including size inclusivity. I think that's really important. Um, I try and keep it all very much based here in Australia for the local economy. And I'm very passionate about being eco-friendly as well. So all my fabrics are eco-friendly fabrics or the large, large majority of them are. And because I make to order, I find that helps with my environmental sort of impact as well because, you know, I'm not... Uh, using fabric that I don't need to use or, you know, making garments that, you know, in the end say don't sell and then found some way to get rid of. Put to waste. (laughs) Put to waste. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't sound good, does it? But yeah. It happens. Part of the fashion industry, you know. And that's why fast fashion is, you know, so environmentally creates a lot of environmental pollution and hazards, yeah. Absolutely, because you end up with overproduction and then also products that wear out pretty quickly. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's, I guess, the other thing about my products is that I've really sourced really high quality fabric. So all the swimwear especially is, you know, chlorine resistant as well. And it it really does last a long time. I've had a lot of clients come back to me and go, especially with the kids swimwear, because that's initially what I started out with. And they'd come back to me and go, oh my God, I pulled it out of the drawer, you know, just to squeeze them into it, you know, for the next summer. And it's like, it looked like it was brand new. So I've got my own swimwear that I've clogged to death and it's, yeah, it's lasted. That's fantastic to hear. I feel like you hit all the big points, the size inclusivity, the eco-friendliness made in Australia. You've kind of hit all the, I hate to say buzzwords, but those are really important things for a lot of people these days. They are. And I think too, when the pandemic hit too, you know, and a lot of businesses and and not just here in Australia, but worldwide, you know, local businesses, small businesses really got hit. So I think there was this sort of push, I know in here in Australia to sort of start looking at more Australian made to help out um, Australian businesses, but also to, you know, the fact that trying to get stock from overseas and stuff was difficult for those big brands, especially that manufactured overseas. So manufacturing in Australia, using Australian made products has really helped you get through the pandemic. It has very much so actually. Yeah. We were talking earlier, some of the businesses that I know that are trying to source their fabric from overseas were having lots of issues with sourcing and their lead times and and getting the fabric in a good time frame. So that sort of really impacted, you know, how they produce their stuff and their stock, their ability to meet orders and all that sort of stuff. Whereas for me, you know, sourcing all my 
fabrics here in Australia, even though the lycra is made in Italy, I was still able to get them here and get it here in Australia and get it fairly quickly. I do all my printing here on the Gold Coast. So that made it easy as well. And then, of course, all my seamstresses are here as well. So, yeah, all very local or Australian-based. And so it made it easier to continue manufacturing and meeting um, my orders, you know, during the pandemic. And I'm really proud of the fact that it's Australian-made as well. I, I think... For me, helping local businesses and maintaining that relationship with other Australian businesses has been really important to me. And I know that especially too during the pandemic when some of my seamstresses, because they don't work exclusively for me, but um, they were sort of losing business from other places because they were having trouble sourcing fabrics or whatever, I was able to continue to give them work and that was really good. I was really proud of being able to do that. That's something we've heard a lot from other small businesses we talk to is that the pandemic has made community and kind of connecting with other small businesses in your area really important and much more important than it was before that it's kind of brought everyone together. Yeah, it has, I think, in a way. I mean, if you can find some positives out of all the stuff that's been going on. You kind of have to. Yeah, you have to, don't you? You have to. And I think for me, I already had those connections, but those connections were even more important to me not just because they helped me run my business well and continue to keep running but because it allowed me to help them out as well which was which was wonderful that's so important going back to the beginning you mentioned that you started as children's swimwear yes so it started out as children's clothing but I was making that myself and trying to sort of do everything was really difficult. And I started out because I got a really good friend who sews lycra. She's a professional seamstress. And we sort of were talking about it. And, and she said, well, why don't you do swimwear? And I'd been dabbling with do, making my own prints and everything as well. So I managed to find my printer here on the coast. And she made the swimwear initially for me. And it just, it made such a big difference to how much time I then had available to me to work on other aspects of my business. And it was really popular and so that's where I started to go more and more into and then so the the clothing sort of ended up going by the wayside but yeah I had a lot of fun making the kids swimwear and designing the print but it's a smaller part of what I do now. It seems like you focus now more on women's swimwear and clothing how did that kind of come about? So the swimwear especially came about because I used to do markets and stuff as well. But even on social media, I'd have people messaging me or saying to me like, oh, do you do that in adults? Do you do that in adults? And I'd be like, oh, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> and for a while, I'd sort of resisted going down the adult path because I'd always been a kids wear brand. And I, mm-hmm. I sort of thought, oh, oh, I think there's too much competition out there and stuff like that. But I, I got to the point where I just got asked so much that I went, it would be crazy not to do it. So I started with just one style of one piece and that went really, really well. And so, yeah, it just sort of went from there. I, I added more and more to it. It's now predominantly ladies swimwear that I sell. Of course, the clothing sort of came about in a similar way too because when I was doing the kids' clothing, you know, people would say, oh, adult sizes. So, yeah, it's sort of branched from kids really into an adult brand. I'm glad you mentioned that people wanted your designs in adult clothing because I really love that you offer kind of like family matching styles that you can have everyone dressed in the same print. I think that's super cute. Yeah, and again, yeah, that came about because people were asking for it. But I really love that too. 
when I was doing the kids wear, I found it difficult to come up with boys print. And everyone sort of says, yeah, it's really hard to find, you know, boys. It sort of became a bit of a challenge to find prints when I'd started doing the adult stuff and the men's wear as well, the men's ball shorts. It was a little bit challenging to come up with prints that would suit the whole family, but we've got there and I think got a nice little range for people that they want the whole family or just want to do with their kids or you can match with hubby or... I definitely think you've done it looking at, at your products. Oh, thank you. It can be a bit challenging, but it's also lots of fun as well. Mm-hmm. So what actually is the process then for designing new items for the shop? Uh, in terms of the actual items, the products, I guess it comes a lot from feedback from um, my, my current customers and people on social media saying, oh, do you do this? Do you do that? Do you have this? But also too, just seeing what other brands do too, not that you copy, but you just sort of get ideas from what other people are doing and what seems to be working for them. And so sort of giving things a go and then and seeing how they pan out. And, you know, I've had products that I've given a go before and they just haven't worked out so much. So I put them to the side and sort of focus on the ones that are doing well. In terms of prints, I guess I just get inspired by what I see around me. I do spend a lot of time on Pinterest and not for a second that I copy anything or anyone, but it's just nice to get sort of ideas of colour combinations and what's out there, pictures and stuff like that. And then I sort of take bits that I like from everything and put it into a brand new print that's my own. I feel like it's so important in a lot of creative processes to be able to draw inspiration because sometimes I feel like your brain just can't think of all the things that it can think of when you're able to combine. That's exactly for me. That's what it is. I've got some friends who are just very, very creative thinkers. uh, And I think that's a skill in itself. And they're able to just come up with stuff sort of off the cuff. But for me, I need to sort of look at lots of different things and get inspiration from lots of different things and then bring it all in together and make it my own. And then even while I'm sitting there designing stuff, go, oh, no, I don't like that colour combination. I think I need something more here or, you know, and it just sort of, it's that process where you start something and then you just build on it from there. That's exactly how my brain works. I totally understand. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I think a lot of people work like that, don't they? (laughs) So then you design all of the fabric patterns yourself? So I do most myself, but I have also worked with some Australian artists as well. And that's sort of going back to that, keeping it as as Australian based as I can and supporting them as well. Doing that collaboration and you get to work with new people and showcase their work in a different way to what they're used to seeing their work being used for. And I've made some really lovely connections that way and to be able to license some of their work and and bring that into my own works really well for me as well. So you're designing your own prints, but you're also collaborating with Australian artists. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So there's a bit of a mix there. (laughs) I love that. Then you have different styles and creative minds working together. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, again, like I've got some artists that I follow on uh, social media and stuff. I'll look at their stuff and and, and some of the stuff they put up and you go, oh, wow, I I really think my customers would, would love that. And probably something that I don't have the skill to create myself. So collaborating with them, it's a win win for us all. You've mentioned social media a few times, and I've taken a look at your social media. And I've got to say, it doesn't look like a traditional swimwear brand's 
social media. Can you tell us a little bit about that? A large part of that comes down to the inclusivity part of that. And I guess, is that what you're sort of partly referring to as well? Yes. So I think it's so important that we don't just see these model-like figures modelling swimwear. We all look very different. We all have different body shapes, sizes. And I think it's important for women to feel comfortable and confident to hit the beach or the pool wearing swimwear and just going, you know what, this is me and I'm having a great time by the pool and I'm looking great and, you know, just feeling confident in their ability to get out and just enjoy life. And I think when you're constantly looking at social media and seeing only certain body types, that becomes your reality and that becomes what you sort of seem to think is real. And if you don't look like that, that can be really difficult for you. But most of us don't look like that. We've got influencers that can spend a ridiculous amount of money on hairstyles and makeup and PTs and all that sort of stuff, but the average woman doesn't look like that and doesn't have that lifestyle. So it's really important that we see real people wearing real clothes that we can identify with. I know with some of my models who are in that plus size, when I first started looking for those models, I said, I don't care what size you are. I just want you to be able to get out there and rock a swimsuit and be really confident. And I think that when you see someone, regardless of what size they are, on social media, just showing themselves confidently, that really resonates with people. And I think they see that confidence more than they see the size of the person, if that makes sense. And it's really important for women to see all sorts of body shapes and sizes and also all sorts of ethnicity as well, because this is who we are. That's the real world. I absolutely agree with everything you just said. As a woman who buys swimsuits myself, I can attest to the fact that sometimes I'm like the swimsuits look great on these women on the product photos but how do I know it's going to look good on me my body is not shaped like that yeah and that's exactly right and I have in the past made that mistake where I mean I rarely bought swimwear online but I would make the mistake of looking at a piece of swimwear and going oh I really like that I really and you know and I'll buy it and then I get it home and I go this does not look right and so yeah I think that's important if you can see the swimwear on different body shapes and sizes you can see how it will potentially look on you as well and with the confidence aspect at least in my experience sometimes I won't exactly love the way I look in something but I'll look at someone else and I'll be like wow she looks great and she looks confident in that and I think that boosts my confidence a lot of the times where I think oh like my body does look like hers. And if she looks great in it, I must look great in it too. Absolutely. And I think that's the thing. We're all always our harshest critics, aren't we? So we'll always find some fault with ourselves. But yeah, I agree. I think that if you can see someone who's a similar shape to you or similar, again, ethnicity or whatever, and they look confident and that you can go, that's probably how people will see me as well. It's fantastic to hear. I love the body confidence and size inclusivity that you include on your Instagram. I think that's really great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I love to see the response too on the social media is great too. And then on your website, there is a section called ready-made sale. Can you tell us a little bit about that and why you offer it? 
I do tend to do up a lot of samples and stuff like that for photo shoots and just for sizing and all that sort of stuff and to measure up for size charts. And so because I do made to order, there's a three-week turnaround time for that in terms of production. And that's not everyone's cup of tea. So I know people will want things sort of as soon as possible. Um, (laughs) So I do tend to offer those samples at a discount price and they're just they're ready made and sometimes they're end of season items so I'll put them up there as get ready made and they're on sale just as a way of I guess moving stock but also being able to offer people something straight away. It's kind of an eco-friendly choice on your part to not have these sample items sitting around. Absolutely yeah because I mean there's no point them sitting in my house so yeah if I can offer them and offer them at a discount price because you know my price point is higher than your general like I mean your Kmart's obviously and all that sort of stuff and that comes about through the manufacturing but definitely if I can move stocks it helps being eco-friendly and also gives people I guess a lower price point too. Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes it is so hard for small businesses to compete with lower price points that big brands can offer because they're pumping out so many items so quickly in warehouse factories that it can be difficult sometimes for small businesses to match that price. It's impossible, really. Yeah, and it is. It is impossible. And I have had people talk about being expensive and especially when I've, if I've been at markets or something like that. So it's about educating people. They're obviously saying that because they're comparing it to these mm-hmm. fast fashion brands that can just pump it out and, are, you know, I'm making them for next to nothing, which I can't do and I don't want to do. So it's about trying to educate people and trying to get them to understand that my processes are very different to what you're comparing me to and it's like comparing apples with oranges really and because I don't work the same way because I'm small because I use local based businesses I have to charge more but at the same time you're getting a higher quality product you know you really are getting a limited edition product in a sense and you're getting it still at what I feel is a competitive price I feel like I'm competitive with those higher end brands at least And also too, because I make to order, I can customise for people a bit. And depending on what you want, if it's only a small change, I don't charge any extra for that. So you can, in the end, get a piece of swimwear that is limited edition, fully Australian made from high quality um, Lycra, and you can get it customised to you. And you're still paying what you'd pay if you went to some of your higher end brands to buy swimwear. So I think that's sort of a bonus as well. That's something that people don't think about. But once you really look at it as a whole, it seems so worth it. And then also you go back and you remember that the higher price point you're paying to real people in Australia, you're not paying a big corporation. This money is going right back into your friends and family. Yeah, absolutely. It absolutely is. It's allowing, obviously, me to keep my business going, which then allows people that I use and and source from to actually keep their businesses going. And yeah, it's that cycle of you pumping it back to the local economy, which yeah is is really important for me. Going back to your website a little bit, I also noticed that you've got your whole family on the About Us page. So everyone's involved. What is that like? 
Much to their horror, I think. I've put their photos <laughs> on there. <laughs> the kids were a bit younger then. Not that the family is necessarily fully involved in what I do, but certainly I've had my husband sitting down on the couch in front of the television, you know, tagging products for me. And I've had my daughter wrapping up um, parcels for me and stuff like that when I've been really busy. And so, yeah, they do get involved. I've, I've had my daughter making up tags and, and all that sort of stuff. And they're a part of it as well. They're a part of the Young Squad family, I guess, if you, if you want to put it that way. And I think too, it's nice to see that the person running the business, they're a real person. And, and an extension of that is by seeing their family and stuff as well. And seeing that, you know, we're all real people running this and, you know, there's a family and I've got kids. So they have to be factored into my work day and all that sort of stuff as well. It's nice to just show customers who you are. And one part of that is your family. That's something that we've actually heard pretty recently from another podcast guest is that customers really love to know that they're buying from a real person. In, in your case, you're a real mom who has a real family. Yeah, that's exactly right. They can see themselves in that, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure they can, you know, and especially with the kids stuff as well. It's like, well, this woman's got kids. So, you know, she's the, they've been tested on those kids. <laughs> People, they love to see the face behind the brand. You know, like five years ago, if you had told me that I would have been making videos and putting them on social media and <laughs> and putting my face out there, I think um, I would have just been horrified. But it is part of the process. And I'm sure you get used to that sort of stuff over time. It's really intimidating the first couple of times you put a video out there. Once you get a little bit of good yeah. feedback, then all of a sudden you get a little more confident in it every single time. You do. It's like feel the fear and do it anyway. And the more you do it, the more that fear subsides. And and that's basically what I did. And so now I find myself going, gee, I haven't put a video up for a while or I haven't, you know, I haven't done this. I haven't shown my face for a while. I better go and do that. Don't even think twice about it now. Comes with time, comes with practice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you just got to put yourself out there and do it. And yeah, remember that it's only up 24 hours. So, you know, there's been times when I put stuff on Instagram and went, oh, my goodness me. <laughs> and then, oh, well, it's only up for 24 hours. And there's so much stuff out there. People are looking at so much stuff. They're not going to remember my stuff up. <laughs> I definitely, definitely think that sometimes. Do you have any other advice for small business owners? I think for a lot of Women, especially like women in business, but women in general, they think they have to do it all and they should be doing it all and all this sort of stuff. And and so when I first started my business, I was doing it all. And then I realised that it's that's not possible and you sort of become, you know, a jack of all trades but master of none. And, and I think that it's important to recognise where you need help and ask for help and what can be done better by someone else. And when I started outsourcing, well, A, the sewing, because I didn't have the machines or the skill to do swimwear. But, you know, when I started outsourcing, that life became easier. When I started to outsource getting photo shoots and all that sort of stuff, that became easier. And also learning about what goes into running a business. I was incredibly naive when I first started. I thought if I put it out there and people like it, they'd buy it. But the reality is there are so many factors that go into why someone will buy something or why they will like your brand. And, and I wish that I probably had have jumped onto some more of that education a bit earlier. 
I think for a small business owner, again, don't be afraid to ask for help and to outsource stuff and to, you know, learn about and try and get help where you need help in terms of education and stuff like that. Because I think more and more, especially like on Instagram with Instagram businesses, there's a lot of people who don't maybe have a business background that are going into it. And so, you know, don't probably fully understand like me (laughs) um, what goes into running a, a successful business. There's so much on the back end that you don't see with businesses because it's on the back end and you don't know until you're in it yes. all that goes into it. That's exactly right. That's exactly what you said. Until you get into it, you don't realize what you have to do in the back end to make some of this stuff work. And it wasn't until the penny sort of dropped and I went, right, I really need to really learn about this and learn off experts and get some real consistency in what I do and just that sort of stuff. And I tapped into some courses and to some Facebook groups. But courses more than anything were were helpful and, and membership. It's made a huge difference to how I've gone about my business and ultimately how that business has been run. So you would recommend then that small business owners who are just starting out really dig into the back end, the things that you need to do business-wise? Yes. I would agree with that. I think we talked to quite a few coaches, small business coaches, marketing coaches, and that's a really helpful service for people who don't have any experience. You need someone who knows the details. Yeah, absolutely. And getting those coaching and that mentoring um, to run your marketing, to understand. I didn't know what funnels were <laughs> when I first, you know, <laughs> went into it. All that sort of stuff, all that back-end stuff that you need to do. And even just, you know, some of the, you know, the invoicing and just all that sort of stuff you know and depending on what you do there's legal aspects to it and stuff like that so I think it's really important to not just sort of try and do it all and just sort of learn bits and pieces here and there actually sort of seek out someone and get some help if you don't have a business background then yeah I think it's important to do that sort of right from the start I mean I have a business background and man sometimes the lingo still gets me I'm like what does that acronym mean I have no clue oh acronyms I know oh my goodness yeah it's like they make them tricky on purpose I think they do just to finish up here then where are your products available Are they only in Australia or are they internationally available? So I do sell all over. Obviously, I'm based here in Australia, but my website, I will ship all over the world. So you can get me online at www.youngsquadonline.com.au. And then on my socials, I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook predominantly. So, yep, under Young Squad, so you can find me there. And that's largely where I sell. If you're in Australia, I do do the odd market. It was great talking to you today. Thank you, Emily. I really enjoyed chatting to you too. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Showcase. If you liked the episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you don't miss out on the next one. The discussion continues online. Head over to kaizentree.com slash articles to share your thoughts on today's show and to read some of our articles which cover useful topics such as what to do about Apple's new iOS update. For more from Kaizen Tree, follow our Instagram at Kaizen Tree or visit our website www.kaizentree.com. That's www.kaizentree.com.